Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. I would like to welcome Ian Sargeson to the Cold Water Podcast. You're a Church of England vicar at St. James's Church in Clitheroe. Yeah. How did you get to where you are? Because the last time I met you, you were in Billingham. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was in, so it's quite a long story, but I was in Billingham, grew up um, going to New Life Church from the age of 13, which um, is a Pentecostal church. And, yeah, um, and from there I went to Litchfield and did an internship a similar church, and then to Southport, um, um, again, in another Pentecostal church and worked as a youth worker there and different things. And whilst I was there, I met my now wife, Kate, and after 12 years there, we she got a job in Cumbria, so we had to relocate. So I had to find a job, um, and I thought, found one at a Church of England church for a youth worker. So I looked into that. It seemed a good fit. They seemed to be looking for what some things that I could offer. So I applied, got the job, and it wasn't much different. There was a few differences that I knew because I didn't really have a lot to do with the Church of England before. I knew about it and knew some people that went there and had some friends. But um, I found out when I was working there, there's a few differences. But whilst I was there, People were continually saying to me, oh, you should get ordained. And I was like, no, I do not want to be a Church of England vicar. That's the last thing I want to do. Because um, I had these preconceived ideas about what a Church of England vicar was. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, I came to a point where I felt as though it was time to move on and that I wanted to plant the church, I think. So I spoke to Kate about it and said, I want to do this. And she was concerned that she didn't want me to just be a renegade and go off and plant my own church without any covering or authority and then at the same time people kept saying you should do this you should pursue ordination in church of england and kate said oh i think that's a good idea and i was like no it's not really what i want to do i'm not what the church of england is looking for they're certainly not what i'm looking for so um but i said right i'll i'll pursue this push these doors see what god says and then once these doors are closed, I can do what I really want to do. But the doors never closed. They just kept opening. Yeah. And yeah. people kept welcoming me and saying, yeah, this is right. We really believe that this is right. Um, so when that happens, I just have to be obedient and, and keep, you know, keep going. Keep going. That's it. That's it. Um, and I know that I've, I'm have i I'm a minister in the Church of England as well. I'm a president lead a leader of praise and worship and the doors do fling wide open for you. Um, so I do understand exactly that there is a role and a calling in, 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 in the church of England, you know, um, which is going to take me on to the next question. How do you import, how, how do you think, how important do you think it is for people, for clergy as well as everybody to have an encounter with Jesus? Yeah, I think I think that's vital um, in terms of developing faith. For me, it started as a youngster when I first was presented with the message of Jesus. I couldn't I couldn't brush it off without 
exploring it for myself. Yeah. And the more I explored, even on a cognitive level, the more I explored, the more I read, the more I tried to understand. Um, it just developed. So it wasn't like, um, you know, there wasn't lightning and a voice from heaven, but the more I thought, the more the, the question grew, what if? So I, I always like to say that I met Jesus in the what if. My question was, what if this is true? And the more I read, that question grew. The significance yeah. of what if this is true became bigger and bigger. And then from there, I deduced that I have to take the opportunity or take the chance or take that step and say, right, I'm going to put my faith in this and we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Yes. Um, and from there, yeah, I've just I've just always felt, you know, um, justified and always felt it was, it was right. Not always certain in myself, but yeah, it's just developed and grown and my faith has developed and grown through that. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. How has lockdown been for you? Has, has your church managed to reach out to people during lockdown? Yeah, I mean, there's it, it, two things. So personally, it was a bit frustrating because I'm just... Uh, I'm in in, fi- in just in my final year of curacy now, so I was just get I was about a year into it, feeling settled, really knowing people's names, knowing the town that I'm in, no, getting to know the church, feeling comfortable in my role and in my skin, and then we get locked down. Um, but the church was already we already streamed all our services online. We we're already quite good with socials. Um, and so we were in a good position to respond well. So not a lot of the service stuff needed to change apart from maybe the style. But we've learned a lot of new things from it. We we gained people watching our services through lockdown. So then we had to identify, well, how do we reach these people? How do we get to know them rather than them just being viewing statistics? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to develop relationships for them. Then obviously we have to identify those that are lonely and isolated through this because some people aren't comfortable with technology. Some people live on their own. Some people are vulnerable. So we had to work out how we can help and support them. And then we wanted to be missional through. So we want to encourage people, let them know we're thinking about them, not just the people in the church, but the community. So we've yeah. devised um, a plan and a strategy to be intentional about being missional. Uh, key points throughout the year yeah wonderful thank you how what is your hope for the future for you as a as a minister yeah and my hope is just to be it's always been same it's just to be salt and light wherever i wherever i am whatever mm-hmm. role i inhabit whatever you know town environment and culture that i'm in um but some of that is shaped for me at the moment in or planned to be so in terms of i've come to the end of my curacy and then they will be looking to give me my first incumbency where I will be the main leader in the church. Yeah. Um, so I just hope that I can do that well. And that, because I think in each stage of this, particularly in the church of England, there's been a, a tendency towards imposter syndrome because I'm, it's not, you know, the church I grew up in. There's a lot of yes. things that I still don't understand. So thinking I'm going to be found out sooner or later. So I hope that that doesn't, come out um but i just hope to do as good a job as i can be approachable and challenge some of the preconceived ideas that people have of the church and faith and christianity 
That's amazing. Thank you. Because we do have preconceived ideas, mm-hmm. uh, all of us. Um, and, you know, and even doesn't matter how ecumenical you are, you still have the preconceived ideas of, of, of how things are. Yeah, I and did. Scars. I did, I, I did well. with the Church of England, you know what yes. I mean? With I didn't want to be a Church of England vicar because I had this fixed idea in my head. So I was quite prejudiced towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, once I realized there was a place for me in that, that kind of dissolved over time. But I was, yeah, I did have my own preconceived ideas. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And how would you introduce somebody to Jesus? So I would start by saying, forget everything that you think you know and start again. So the basics So just read the Gospels and read what kind of person you see there. Read the claims that he made. Read the claims that others made about him. Read the things that people said about him afterwards. And then start there, start there and create your own questions because otherwise we just become too influenced. Even from some of these influences are good. So from the songs that we sang in primary school and all of these things, the kind of form um, an idea of what, who and what Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And we create this image that he was, (laughs) you know, white with long flowing hair and a neatly trimmed beard and that he was dead nice. And sometimes even a bit soft, um, and uninteresting and a bit vanilla, really. So I, I would say just ignore that and go back to the beginning and look at the the raw, passionate, interesting, intriguing, intriguing dynamic person that you read about. Yeah. Start from there. Yes, yes. And you haven't done the cliche, right, he's a tract, he's the sinner's prayer, off you go. You know, no. you're done. That's it. We've we've yeah. done you, <laughs> you, you yeah. know, and that's, <laughs> you know, we do have that sort of routine um, mm. in, in the evangelical churches of doing that mm. um, and saying, and that's it. And you're left to your own devices to some extent to find out for yourself. You've actually said, explore now mm. and then we can we can do the rest the other steps later. Yeah, because I think the church often we make too many assumptions or we try and do it for people. And I think that it's got to be people's people have to come to it from where they're at and they have to explore for themselves because it has to be based on something that you've explored. Not not, if someone tells you something, if you hear a message, you think, yes, and something in you wants to respond immediately. Fantastic. But I think sometimes we tell people what to think rather than tell them what to ask or tell them what to explore. Yes. Because I just think it'd be more real if it's authentic. If you've looked at it yourself, and explore it and come with your questions as well, the doubts and insecurities and worries that you have and the concerns. Well, what is this? And then, yeah, something like an alpha course off the back of that is good. But I would say before you do that, get a something solid that is based on what you think, what you believe, what you question. Yeah, yeah. And alpha courses are fantastic. Tracks are fantastic. The sinner's prayers are very important. But we shouldn't have a routine um, and we should allow people. People are questioners now. Mm. We've got a culture of questioning things. People are very exploratory. So they don't want to be forced into um, a, a, a mindset and, and a, 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 a stereotype. They want to come to Christ sensitively themselves and that's Mm. what i've noticed and the church of england is the own you know our vicar said that the church of england is the only um organization that is there for its non-members 
you know, lots of organizations are there for the, the members only, whereas this is for non-members. So reaching the non-members and encouraging them, that's, that is the whole, you know, ethos of the Church of England. That's what I feel. Mm. How do you feel about that quest, that statement? Yeah, I mean, I think ide- ideologically it is and it should be. But I think in practice, I've seen so many times, it's not just a church thing, but I've seen so many times where churches are so Sunday-centric. They're yeah. so focused on it's for us or well, we don't want this because this is changing. or and, and it's all focused around the Sunday service for those that go to church. And I think oftentimes the way that we do church is a barrier to those that don't, Yes. That haven't been to church culturally. So I think yeah. we need to be open. We need to explain things. We need to change things. And it should be more for the non-members. And obviously the other six days of the week, what we're we doing now, what we where are, how are our doors open mm-hmm. to serve yeah. our community? Yes, yes. I have a passion for children's work. Um, what children's work do you have going on in, in St. James's Church? So we have um, a fantastic children's and families work. So we have Helen, who is our children's, and family's work, um, pastor, and she has a the she has a, a fantastic team. But there is just so much. So there's from you know um, parents with young children um, called baby fishes. Then we have little fishes with the toddlers. Then we have um, rocking, which is um, where they come and have fun, like a youth club style thing. And then there's yeah, there's different things on a Sunday that was, um, you know, like different classes, different age appropriate things on Sunday. And then through lockdown, we've been, we've launched, she's launched Forest Church, which is basically where families come together Mm -hmm. and have a church service and worship outside, exploring nature and connecting that to some kind of teaching. And that's been really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So much so that initially it was, it helped as a response to COVID being outside, but now it's something that we're weaving into our practice going forward as well. Wonderful. Um, outside church is, is very popular at the moment because of COVID, isn't it? So that's that's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, is there anything you would like to add about your, your church and what you're doing at the moment? No, I mean, you can find it online if you want to check it out. And then, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, but yeah, if you go and just Google St. James Church Clitheroe, you can find it. You find our services there. You find us on Facebook, uh, on Twitter. I think we've even got a TikTok account, although no one's used it yet. But um, yeah. yeah, so just get in touch. I think, yeah, it, it's a good church to be part of. It's a good church to work for. Obviously, we're not perfect. We've got challenges, but we're trying to do our best to to know God and to make God known, really. Yeah, so if anyone would like to get in touch with Ian, just contact St. James's Church's church in Clitheroe and also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast yeah well thank you very much Ian that was wonderful thank you thank Thank you. you thank you for listening to the cold water podcast please remember to subscribe and join next week